I'm 5'2", and okay. she's 5'6". I'm getting hit in the face. That didn't go the way I wanted it to be. I have to get back up. Michelle Carr is known for her unbelievable challenges, where she's trained for NASA, the Secret Service, SWAT and FBI Academy, 911 Dispatch, and becoming a chess grandmaster, among dozens of others. But today, she's undertaking her most difficult challenge yet, fighting the chess extraordinaire Andrea Botez in Creator Clash's boxing event. And today, you'll be getting an exclusive behind the scenes. I have never trained harder for any video, any project, I have gotten to when I was a professional athlete. Right after you subscribe. Welcome back to the Ice Coffee Hour. My name is Michelle, and you are watching this, hopefully after I win Creator Clash. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, so what prompted <laughs> this? This is why we wanted to bring you back on. Talk about the fight. So yeah, you're fighting Andrea Botez, right? I am, yeah. yes. Chess expert, Andrea Botez. Yeah. I thought she's taller. Like, how, how tall taller. are you? I'm 5'2", and okay. she's 5'6". Is that, how is that a fair fight? Well, you know, uh, I don't think there really is any way for it, any fight to be fully fair, right? You know, like someone is always going to be at an advantage in some capacity. I have my athletic background. Mm -hmm. She has the genetic advantage of height and weight. But I've been training my ass off and I've been sparring people who, I guess I can say this now because yeah. it's after the fight. Mm -hmm. Every person I have sparred is at least six inches taller than me and 30 pounds heavier than me. I have not sparred anyone who's actually my height and weight. Is that on purpose to prepare? It's gotta be. Yeah. So the one thing I didn't realize- Also, no one with, is short enough to <laughs> at my gym. Like, literally, everybody's You know what? You should, you should have fought Michael Reeves. Oh. <laughs> that would be insane for the video. Don't, would, don't fight. I would be the worst one to fight. You would be so scared. <laughs> you just, you just win. Fighters. You just win automatically. Honestly, coming off a win last night, hopefully. <laughs> Michael, you're next. <laughs> He would, he would honestly be perfect. He'd be a great sparring partner. I would love, yeah. honestly, like last year for Creed Crush 1, I was always joking, like, I want to fight Graham. Really? <laughs> Graham, would oh you Oh my God, it? no, I wouldn't. <laughs> Why not, Graham? I, I just wouldn't do it. I never want to fight anyone again. Okay, I respect I, I'm yeah. a one and done. That was yeah. it. That, that is it. But I also think yeah. like for what we're doing, it's such a narrow bullseye. Like I need to find a female influencer with a following who also has like comparable boxing experience and like within the height and weight realm, mm -hmm. like that is such a narrow target to hit. And at some point I just sort of realized like if I really want to do a boxing match in like the influencer boxing space, I'm gonna have to compromise somewhere. And ideally I wanted to find someone like 115, 120 with all of those same specs. But you know, I, I think like life gives you obstacles that just aren't going to be perfect at the right time or the moment that you want them. And to me, when this happened, I was like, this is my opportunity. I just have to do it. Yeah. And as soon as you saw Creator Clash 1, did you know you wanted to participate in the second? Well, I actually wanted, I, I was actually wanting to participate in the first one, mm, honestly. Really? Like I heard basically, so it was really coincidental because I wanted to do an episode of Challenge Accepted where I trained like a professional boxer mm -hmm. and, um, you know, enter a fight. Cause I was like, how hard could it be to get in one of these influencer things? Everybody's doing it. And so I connected with Tony Jeffries, who is an Olympic bronze medalist. He owns a gym here in Los Angeles and we started training and he's like, you know, there's this event coming up in a couple months that I didn't know about. And it wasn't even announced yet. Creator clash. And we sort of had this like mini goal of like, maybe if we train, someone will appear and you could get in. It didn't happen. And so like, Basically, um, from there, like when you don't have an opponent, you can only do so much. Like if you don't have an opponent and a confirmed fight, you're not going to hard spar. Mm -hmm. You're not going to do two a days. So like 
yes, we were training and training for the hope of something coming through, whether it's Creative Clash or another promoted event, but it didn't. So then at a certain point, I was like, this is a lot of time and money and energy. <laughs> mm -hmm. I got to stop. So after you know several weeks of that, I sort of just stopped and moved on because trying to find an opponent was such an ordeal. Who was a perfect opponent for you? Who? Yeah. Like height and weight? No, like what influencer, celebrity, or someone that you picked out. For example, Michael Reeves says he always wanted to fight <laughs> Gary Vee. That's like oh, his yeah. thing. He yeah. wants to take on Gary Vee. Yeah, because oh it God. would be funny. Exactly. For Graham, it was Michael. <laughs> oh, my God. It was, yeah. yeah. Um, hmm. You know, I actually haven't, like, thought in that capacity of, like, who would be the perfect opponent. Um, I mean, I think there are all... There are always people you want to fight, but are they the perfect <laughs> opponent? Are they worthy of, of a fight? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I was thinking of more to, from like, who's my hide and weight oh, okay, and, sure. and that kind of sure. perspective because the, the pool is already so narrow, I think. Um, Belle Delphine. Belle Delphine would be great. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that would be crazy. That would break the internet. Belle Delphine. That would be, that would be yeah. nuts. Yeah, because she's, uh, yeah, I think she's like 5'5", five five, right? Something like that. Yeah, people. a little bit taller. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, we did that for last like spring and then Creator Clash happened and I was like, I just don't think this is going to happen. So I. Did you apply or what was that process like the first time? Did you well, want to get time, into it or was it? Was it was sort of like, you know, it was so close to the event. Mm. I'm we're talking like two months out from the oh, event. Oh, got it. Yeah. Type of situation. And Ian and Anissa knew Tony because you know, they did a lot of like press events at the gym I train at. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I met them, we trained together and I think it was, it, it's like a situation of like, this is literally happening in eight weeks. <laughs> Everybody is confirmed, but maybe next year. So I stopped and then I moved on to do like other things. Like I, the, the other videos we had planned, like running a marathon in the desert and training with secret service and stuff. So I wasn't mm -hmm. like actually doing really any boxing of any kind. And then when the chess boxing event happened in December, um, I saw Andrea's fight against Dina and I thought it was amazing. I mean, it was the most viewed section of the entire stream, the yep. women's event. Um, and they went hard too. I mean, crazy. they went like harder than the guys did, I feel. Yeah. Besides dad, dad just went <laughs> like, dad went ballistic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But besides that, and of course, yeah. you know, a big highlight of last year was Haley versus me. Yes. It's so exciting, um, amazing to watch. And so after the chess boxing thing, I was like, hmm, we're like not perfect height and weight, but I wonder if she'd be into this. So I actually called her hmm. <laughs> like the week after her fight. And when, I, when we were talking on the phone, she was coming out of a boxing class. This was like three days after her fight. Okay. She's she was like, yeah, already... I just got out of boxing class. I was like, oh my God. Does that not like, scare you? Yeah, the fact really that she fun. like just like did boxing and then goes to a boxing class right well, afterwards. I mean, she, like, did that's... A, she did her full fight I camp. I know. Fought. And then, you know, coming right into CC2. Of course, that's something I take into consideration. Yeah. Um, But I mean, it was such an interesting conversation because like at that time, there was an even bigger weight difference between us. Mm -hmm. Um. Probably like in our original call, I think we were at, it, it was a pretty big weight difference, like 15, 18 pounds. Mm -hmm. And we didn't have anything confirmed at that point. We were just kind of like, could we potentially work towards being opponents for each other and see what happens? Um, and she had also tweeted at Creator Clash and I was like, you know, maybe, maybe there's space for us in the event mm -hmm. this year. It's four months out this time, not two months out. 
let's see what happens. And at that point, it was a no it, from, from Creator Clash. It was no. like, we have too many fights. They're all full. Um, but Andrea and I were hopeful. So we made this like verbal pact <laughs> all right, <laughs> where all we're right, like, yeah. let's just, let's just like kind of start training and, you know, we'll be like kind of ready, not fight camp, not fight camp, but like, you know, obviously she's going to boxing class two days, you know, a few days after her fight, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, and you know, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll call up Tony. I'll call up some people and see if I can just start going a couple times a week again. And this is me coming out of a, you know, pretty deconditioned state because mm-hmm. my wedding was in October and you know, yeah. as you're preparing for yours, like it is extremely time consuming. <laughs> it's stressful, especially like the month prior and then the month after I felt like I was recovering, like I had not been exercising hmm. at all. Sure. And even though we're releasing videos of me at Secret Service, whatever, those were filmed way earlier in the year. Hmm. Um, and so I was like, okay, I'll, I'll start going to boxing a couple times a week. And then, you know, when we heard about, um, I did a thing and his um, con- injury was when we were like, oh my God, it's go time. We can, you know, Anissa called us and was mm-hmm. like, do you want to do this? And we were both like, holy sh**, I guess so. Yeah. Um, and so <clears throat> it, was, it, it, was a, it was a special opportunity, still last minute. I mean, we found out about that um, prior to the public announcement, but like, I want to say that our fight camp, like if, when we officially were like, let's do this, it's, it was probably like eight to 10 weeks prior to this event. Wow. Which is still compared to like all the other creator clash athletes. They, you know, some of them found out the night of CC one, like, Hey, you want to do this next year? Start training. So they've had a year, they've had nine months. Um, and obviously like she and I have unique and bizarre, like forthcomings with boxing her with chess boxing in mind with like this, like little thing I did with Tony last year. Um, but not preparing either of us for like a real boxing fight. I thought the chess boxing was like pretty real though. I know like taking a break and like, did she win? I can't remember if she won that one. I think like technically on the night they gave it to Dina because she won via chess. But then later, two two days after they're like, well, Andrea pretty much won by knockout. So I think they both technically won. Right. Um, Yeah, I mean, the chess boxing stuff was extremely intense. However, it's it's different training, right? Because when you're doing chess boxing, the breaks between each round of boxing are significantly longer Mm because you're playing chess. You know, the table's got to come down from the sky and you sit there, you play the chess, then you put the headgear back on. It's probably like a good five, six minutes physical rest break obviously your mind is going a million miles an hour right. chest, which i can't do i'm never gonna chest box andrea <laughs> um but that's a different type of training from like going all out for two minutes one minute rest then back in you know like it is for our fate. wow so how has your training been the past eight or so weeks it has been absolutely insane i have never trained harder for any video any project anything in my life i mean this is the closest I have gotten to when I was a professional athlete, the level of training and commitment and time. And what does that look like for you? Well, I guess I can share now. You could share it now, yeah. <laughs> I mean, for me, when when we got the full green light, it immediately was six days a week, 
two hours a day, if not two a days. Explain two a days for us. Okay, so a two a day means you're going twice a day to work out. (laughs) So uh, typically that means like early in the morning you go and you do uh, strength and conditioning and then maybe in the afternoon you do boxing or sparring. But the the physical benefit, and I'm not a scientist here, Mm -hmm. but the physical benefit from my understanding and and my background in athletics is that you are training your body to, you know, have to recover extremely quickly and go right back into a workout. Um, And it can actually have like even more benefit than doing two hours like back to back, Mm -hmm. splitting it up. There there are certain situations that that it makes sense to do that, but it's like putting your body in that state of agitation more frequently with a, with a lesser rest period of, hmm. you know, eight to 10 hours rather than 24 hours. Got it. And so what do your workouts look like? So my workouts are, I guess there are four different types of workouts. There is, you know, your classic boxing mitt work, like what you mm-hmm. see in all the Rocky and Creed movies. Then there is cardio. So like get on a treadmill, run sprints. Then there's strength and conditioning, which is lifting weights, um, throwing heavy things around, pull-ups, push-ups. Um, and then there's also recovery workouts, which is like, what is a recovery workout? That's like spending an hour, um, like doing stretching, uh, foam rolling visualization has Mm. been a huge component of this for me. Like literally I'll spend 30 minutes listening in my headphones, full on crowd, like sound effects, really lasting with a blindfold on, and then I visualize, this is what it's gonna feel like when they say, hey, you're next. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You're getting your hands wrapped. You go into the tunnel. The walkout song starts. The walkout begins. Wow. I see you for the yeah. first time. The bell goes off. Like oh, every I'm moment flashbacks. of that. Like, I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. I don't and, like and that. And then also visualizing like <laughs> I'm getting hit in the face. That didn't go the way I wanted it to be. I have to get back up. Mm. You know, like you visualize the good and the bad moments. <clears throat> and like that's something I didn't really do as much um in my competitive athletic background as a cyclist but for this it's so much it's everything i feel (laughs) graham says that when he entered the ring like all of the stuff that he trained for all the stuff he studied and prepared for just completely left his mind as soon as he walked in the right yep so part of me feels like you can spend all this time visualizing and stuff. All that stuff helps, but most I didn't do that, Jack. Is you know the, the boxing part? Like no, I didn't. I didn't do like any that. of the uh, the mental stuff. I was just like block it out. Wow. Did not did not want to confront. Does that. it almost feel like a blur? Sometimes. Or like a blackout yeah. in a way. Kind of. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say that the crowd and the adrenaline are two things that you can try to get close to. I mean, like, for example, I guess I can say this now. When I'm sparring, mm-hmm. they, on, the on like, the overhead speaker system, blast crowd sound effects extremely loud. Wow. To the point, like, our coach in the corner is screaming at the top of his lungs to try and communicate, try this, try this, oh my to, to try and simulate that. But also, like, I know I'm in the safety of the gym. I, You know what I mean? Like, it's not the same as, like, 
you're walking out and you see people cheering for you, see some people booing for you, like those sounds of like hearing someone else's name cheered when you're getting your ass kicked. Like yes. you can't, yeah. you can't and replicate that. Yeah, I don't want to say it was tough for me, but definitely I think the crowd favored Michael mm-hmm. by like, cause it's Michael. Like I would be rooting for Michael, mm-hmm. uh, but it's when when like you get that punch and everyone's like, whoa, yeah. the Michael. Like it, mm-hmm. it's it's tough to overcome that too, Absolutely. like mentally, cause yeah. you don't like you kind of hear it and it seeps into your mind, but you don't really focus on it, but mm-hmm. it's there. Yeah, for sure. And I'm prepared for that too. I mean, Andrea's audience is huge. Mm-hmm. It's a streaming audience. They're extremely engaged. I'm sure she has plenty of friends, social media people who are coming to support her as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be tough. Yeah. And I would say at this point, like I am, I'm extremely confident in the physical ability, the training, the conditioning, all of that. But that one variable I think will be the unexpected yeah. for everybody that night. What's it like for you to spar? Sparring? Yeah. <laughs> how, many, I, how many times do you spar? Like what's, what's that process like? So like walk us through the beginning to like the most recent. I guess if I had to count, I'm sparring three times a week. Wow. Times eight, 10 weeks. No way. 30 times? I don't even That's know. That's a lot. Yeah. Michael sparred like 12 yeah. and I was like four. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. That's bad. Yeah. I mean, that's really, that's but, really impressive but, for having only four times sparred to get in there and do that. Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know about I that, but so. I think Absolutely. people this time are taking it way seriously, way more seriously because the first time we had no idea what to expect and we're yeah. like, oh, it might be a bit of a, uh, whatever. But this time I think people are looking back and, and seeing mm-hmm. how seriously they took it and like, yeah. I got it one up that now. Absolutely. I mean, the first time I sparred, and this is covered in the video that, that I'll be releasing, I had a panic attack fully. Mm. Like getting hit in the face and like you forget everything. I, I don't think people get that like the when, when you're working on the mitts, translating that across the bridge to sparring is a journey in and of itself. Like you could literally train the same thing on mitts as, as maybe you experienced a billion times and then to apply it in sparring can mm-hmm. take weeks. Yeah. You know, it's like when you're in there under the pressure of like, I'm not just like hitting clean mitts with my trainer because now there's someone else's arms in my face and my eyes and coming back at me at the same time. Like so many other variables in, yeah. when you're not in a controlled environment and working through that. Um, but, you know, I feel fortunate that that happened to me pretty early on. And I adjusted and worked through it. So now sparring, I feel at this point is more like it's an extremely intense workout and nothing compares to it. Yeah. Um, but I don't have the like fear in that capacity. Really? Have you gotten hurt? <laughs> So I love how you start laughing camp. at that. Yeah, yeah, again, I'm not going to share any of this before the fight because, yeah, it's been strong. I'm perfect. It, it's not been perfect in any capacity. I have, um, throughout the past 10 weeks, I everyone in our office had this crazy-ass flu. So I was sick for a week. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, a few years ago, I was in a car accident, so I have this recurring neck like nerve pinch thing hmm. where like I get searing <clears throat> pain all down my spine. Oh geez. It's fine. Yeah. But that happened to me during one of the sparrings. It reactivated really? that. 
didn't post any of that. This is the reality of this. Yeah. What are we posting? Me and Andrea are like at the gym, like everything's <laughs> going awesome. That's what you're posting. And that's not fully the reality. Um, so I had to go to PT for that. I rolled my ankle sparring. Um, yeah, I mean, it's crazy, but that's part of it. You know, yeah. it's part of it. And then also playing the poker face of nothing's wrong. Yeah. I'm fine. Yeah, that was a big one for me. Every time I was tired, he's like, no, you're not going to do that. You're going to be like getting up and like doing the doing yeah. the jumps a little bit. Yeah. Like you can't mentally just sit down or put mm-hmm. your arms on the uh, on yeah. the ropes because like, then it's like exactly. it's going to make you more tired. The day that I rolled my ankle, <clears throat> it was like round two of sparring. And I think yeah. we had six rounds that day. They're like, you keep going because if this happens in the fight, you need to work through that. And I finished the whole thing. And then I went. Couldn't that just make it worse though? Like that (laughs) might prevent you from like sparring the next day. Correct. Um, But I I feel like I'm so like at this point athletically in tune with my body. I would have known, but like I was like I can do this. Yeah. Um. But I mean, the recovery part is a whole thing. Like I sit in an ice bath every single day. I sit in a sauna, hot tub. Like it's it's a full thing. Yeah. I mean. Oh my gosh. So this is like a full time job, almost. Mm. Because this is like two hours of of exercising, probably another hour of like visual, visualization, baths, whatever. So it's mm-hmm. like, and maybe an hour getting ready for it. So that's like four hours a day. It's a lot. Yeah. And then the drive to and from mm-hmm. the gym. And then when you get back, you got to shower. It's it's extremely time yeah. consuming. And so I feel really fortunate because we just hired a head of operations for our channel. So that allowed me to like give a lot of responsibility to him. Mm-hmm. Like, I literally could not do this without that hire. And we also hired a second editor. So, like, we had a team meeting at the beginning of all of this, mm-hmm. basically saying, like, this is what Michelle's life is going to be like for the next eight weeks. And this is how we as a team are going to adapt to it and support and what responsibilities still are mine versus not. Mm-hmm. And that was extremely helpful. That's cool. Yeah. What's something that happened that was unexpected in your experience of boxing so far in like the eight weeks and fighting random people and putting your body through this? I guess. And I'm, I'm not just saying this cause like this is coming out the day after we'll see what happens. Yeah. It's interesting to me because at the beginning of all of this, I was, I was transparently extremely concerned about the height and weight difference. Um, I mean, I've had to gain muscle, and she's had to come down. Um, and that is a variable that I don't have control over. Um, but, and so when we, when we set out to do this and like, you're only going to be sparring people that are at least six inches taller than you, Andrea's four inches taller, and they have a longer reach, they're going to be at least 30, 40 pounds heavier than you. That was really hard. It's really hard because like, with that difference, you are fighting uphill constantly you can have perfect form and miss every time just because mm-hmm. of the difference in the reach yeah um you have to have even better cardio because you're running around the ring more you're you know have you have to have way better head movement um when when you are a smaller shorter fighter and so that was a really big hurdle for me to overcome but at this point i feel really mm-hmm. confident with it only because i don't know what it's actually like to spar somebody my actual height and weight <laughs> Look at Mayweather and Logan Paul, though. Yeah. When they fought, I mean, you saw a huge size difference. Like, yeah. it was massive. That was, what, like 10 inches? That's and, like, crazy. 30, 40 pounds. Yeah, it was nuts. But Mayweather was, like, you could, I believe he was kind of holding so back. Yeah. yeah, he was kind of almost, like, holding back a little bit. I heard, though, that um, I think Michael called it the turtle, uh, where you would cr- you know, crouch down and make yourself lower. Yes. Uh, you have the advantage of being lower to the ground. It's harder mm-hmm. to hit. 
Yeah, I hope so. I because mean, if I'm, she if she's crouching down, she's more like eye level to you. Yeah. If you're crouching down, she's got to punch down. Exactly. It's harder to do. I mean, we've done a lot of work, like getting on the inside, body yeah. work, coming off on an angle. That's like a lot of what I've been training. Yeah. You'd have an advantage, to like get down underneath and then do an uppercut. Oh, let's she see. she I couldn't hope so. she couldn't do that. It's all you got to do. Get down. <laughs> Do the crouch yeah. turtle. I'm, I'm boom, just gonna come like on up. duck and shoot between her legs. And come <laughs> I on the other do that. Side. That's that gonna be, be my strategy. That would be funny. <laughs> so let's hear some predictions. Yeah. Predictions. How do you think this is gonna go? Yeah. I'm pretty confident I'm going to win. You're pretty confident. Yeah, I think so. Based off of just my intuition, I think <laughs> it's gonna be uh, not even close. I think you're gonna win. Oh well, thank you. You're welcome. I think I by mean, a long I shot. could very yeah. much be eating my words. This comes we out. Very well. Yeah. You guys are gonna make a viral TikTok of me saying I'm really confident I'm gonna win. It's gonna hard cut to like just the yeah. first round. Oh yeah. gosh. I mean, um, yeah. Honestly, at this point, I think the the nerves of the crowd and the events leading up to Saturday are really the the one variable I'm most concerned for. Yeah. Do you meditate? I, yeah, I mean, the visualization for me is meditative, mm-hmm. but this is a, I probably should like download yeah, I think the you Calm app yeah, or something. I, I, I think you absolutely should. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what's really cool is like, I feel that when I was actually like a signed pro athlete, I did not have any of the resources that we have now when I am a content creator. Like being able to hand things off to other people I mean, as a, as a female athlete, you don't, you're not paid like that. You don't have the ability to, to do that. Cause you're just like the difference in pay is so vast between male and female athletes that like now I feel like I'm actually getting to experience what it's like to be not a pro athlete, but like I get some of those luxuries by being a content creator. Mm-hmm. We all do. I mean, we're pretty much everyone who's in creator clash. We have a huge privilege of having people to, to support us. And we have like this really bizarrely warm and welcoming environment with creator clash, which I have never experienced in any other athletic community. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. We're like, we're all in a chat and everybody's like, you guys look great at training. How's it going? You know, like the discord group. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear. Check breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Check planning for what's next and how to save for it. That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I have never experienced that in any other athletic community. And so it, it really feels like an amazing opportunity. And honestly, no matter what happens, like I am extremely proud of, of what I'm extremely proud of, first of all, of Andrea being willing to do this with me so that there is another women's fight on this card period. And I want more, more people to feel inspired to take on challenges, whether it is against, you know, me versus Andrea, I'm going up against an opponent genetically advantaged over mm-hmm. me. I want people to hopefully take away from that. Maybe I can attack this thing that I have been scared to do before. Or maybe people see someone like me or Andrea, a chess player going in to do this. It's, I just hope that 
we can, um, you know, follow in the immense footsteps of people like Amanda Serrano and Katie Taylor, who have really paved a lot of way for, for women's athletics. And even though this is a charity boxing event, mm-hmm. just like being there and being willing to do this, I mean, I really got to give it to An- Andrea too, that like both of us agreeing to do this on such short notice is a crazy thing. And I, I hope that regardless of the outcome, the um, of the fight, that the outcome of the event is one that is extremely positive and inspiring. Yeah. What's the scariest part about it for you? Oh, oh my God. I mean, Andrea's hands. <laughs> <laughs> this fists. <laughs> <laughs> I think the scariest, I think like my biggest fear is going in there and then feeling like I didn't give it my all in the end, or I let the crowd get to me, hmm. or I saw, you know, her team in the corner. I heard them saying, Things like, Michelle's tired, go, go, go. You know, like, if I let yeah. those things get to me, to me, that is going to be the biggest failure. Not, like, the the win or the loss, whatever. The biggest failure is to, like, leave that ring and feel like, shit, I, I could have tried harder in that moment, and I mm-hmm. did What's interesting to me is I draw the parallels between, obviously, your YouTube series, The Challenge Accepted, where you go do all of these crazy things all the time, and then your ability to hop into the <clears> ring <throat> at such short notice. What do you think it is within you that gives you the courage or bravery or confidence it may be to go and do all of these things? I think it's actually, excuse me. I think it's like a learned skill set of how to approach an obstacle in such a short amount of time. Because for me, like having done so many of these challenges, like I know day one, I'm going to feel this week three. I'm probably going to feel this when I start self doubting. Okay. I know this is part of the process. Whereas like other people doing Creator Clash, I feel like those might be newer experiences. But in the same way you guys can sit down and do a podcast effortlessly or like Graham can like pick a stock and then make a million dollars in a day or whatever. No, hardly. You know what I mean? Um, like <laughs> those can are pick learned- a stock and lose a million dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like those are learned skill sets. And, and for me, I think my competitive advantage is just like the skill set of putting myself in an uncomfortable situation and knowing all those like random cues are mm-hmm. part of the process. So is challenge accepted becoming less challenging for you? No. I'm about to get in the ring with Andrea Botez. That's fucking scary. Okay, but how do you top that? Like you can't just keep going down this rabbit right, hole. All these crazy. uncomfortable physical right. activities that you're putting you yourself used to through. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it's a learned skill. And once the muscle gets so strong, any new challenge, physical activity, mental activity, something like that, could maybe become a little bit easier, right? I to think a certain a- approaching uh, approaching the next one becomes easier, but the process is is still extremely hard. I mean, it it, it could. Um, I guess what you mean about like what does this mean for future episodes? How do you where do you go from here? And to me, it it means delving into parts of myself that are less comfortable to explore, such as. Uh, mental challenges like when I did ironically my chest challenge accepted mm. that was actually the hardest one I think I've ever done I I honestly think that was harder than boxing um and I, I think it just offers opportunities for us to explore other types of challenges that exist in the world all around us and what about diet for you oh diet oh my god diet has been a huge part of this I know both for me and Andrea because Andrea's coming down in weight I'm having to um you know, make weight at a certain point by gaining. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we have like a private chef that delivers meals every really? three days yeah. and they're all like calorie macro carb counted and I just eat it and go to sleep. Really? Much. Yeah. How yeah. much is, how much is that chef? Mm. 
That chef is probably three hundred dollars a week. It's pretty expensive. It's not as bad as I thought. Bad. No, I thought it was be way more expensive. When you, yeah. yeah, when you account for like the level of training that you're doing and the, yes. the importance like of that, food yeah. For you. I, I mean, it's amazing. Highly recommend. Her name's uh, Chef Bernardi. <laughs> That's not bad. I mean, no, if you, you consider that you're not like actually, like wait, that? hold on. I was accounting for both myself and Garrett. Oh, it's I guess it's like 150, 175 a week. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. No, if you're not I going was, out to I eat, like no dinners and stuff like that, exactly. it's not bad. I compared it to like yeah. if I got every meal on Postmates, well, lunch and dinner on Postmates, it's yeah. cheaper than that and healthy. And I, I don't have to think or like, like for example, when I, when I was assigned athlete, I was sitting there like cooking all my meals and like putting stuff on a scale measuring. Yeah. To have that mental load off is so great. Really? Yeah. I want to try that. A chef? Yeah. You want to try chef? No, man? it's just, it's just that that sort of meal plan. Hmm. Yeah. Because for me, besides all you could eat sushi, I don't care about food. I just kind of eat it's to feel like to feel kind of hungry. I feel like and most things like, are utility. For yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I would agree. With <laughs> but like, if I could just be like, this is just all I eat. These are the times, mm-hmm. and I just do it without thinking about it. I, I wouldn't mind the, it. The the, the yeah. not having to think, it's everything. Yeah. Not having to cook. Yeah, I want to get down to like. Under ten percent body fat, like that. Come that on. is my. Yeah. That's my goal. Ten percent. Yeah. That's crazy. Abs. <laughs> Six pack. Have you had abs before? Once. Really? Yeah. Once. You got a photo we can throw uh, over the screen right now. Oh gosh, I'm sure I could. I'm <laughs> like sure. Like a mirror Let's selfie. Like, oh man, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure I could find it somewhere. Yeah. But that was. I was. I must have been like twenty five. Twenty five. I was twenty five. So I was in like the best shape Jeez, of my man. life. Okay. But that's when I was doing nothing but work and gym. And what that was it. Was that pre YouTube? The pre-YouTube. Okay. But I was spending an hour to an hour and a half a day in the gym mm-hmm. while also eating really, really, really healthy. Like, what I took it so seriously. I cut out carbs. Like, carbs okay. for me were a big one. The only carbs I'd have is uh, oatmeal before a workout. Oatmeal and wow. honey. And then everything else was just, like, so chicken. you were also really into nutrition. At that point, yes. How were you eating your chicken? Where were you getting it from? Uh, I was about to say Trader Joe's. It wouldn't be that. It, uh, Ralph's. Ralph's, you're just, yeah. were you baking it? What were you doing? No, was like, I think it was like the, the I think it was like the pre-packaged chicken. Pre-packaged yeah. chicken. Well, we yeah, do and then oh, lots of eggs too. Yeah. What? What do you do currently for food? Do you order? Do you? Macy cooks for No, she Ooh. cooks, she cooks maybe two to three times a week. Mm. The other times, Chipotle, sushi, mm-hmm. herbs and rye. Herbs and rye. <laughs> hmm. I mean, it's, we're going out to eat way, way okay. more often okay. because if we're home all day, it's just like. You yeah. want to get out of the house. It's exactly. like the one thing we could do every day together that I'm looking forward to after finishing work and like getting out of the house. Mm-hmm. So it's just, but I, I like all you can eat sushi. That That's for me the it's, biggest thing. It's a hard thing yeah. to turn off of. It's yeah. all you can eat sushi. Yeah. <laughs> Once you get used and to it. For $30. Yeah. It's such a good deal. And then you shout out to Sushi Neko. Sushi Neko or Tengoku is the other it's one, but it's smaller. This is in Vegas. Yeah. $30 all you can eat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, our treats. $30 all you can eat. Fantastic. I have a question. So, do you think during someone's life at some point they should get a six pack? Because I heard this quote. Now, now. I heard Andrew Tate say it of all people, no. and I'm not ever oh, one to. No. I'm not ever one I, to quote him. Evoking that I am not name right ever now. One, <laughs> I am not ever one to quote. You should try saying I his name in the mirror three times. Because I don't know if I necessarily <laughs> agree nor disagree with this, but someone reached out to him and they were like sad yeah. or something. I saw it when I had TikTok three months ago. You deleted and, TikTok. 
Yeah. Oh. Deleted TikTok, Instagram, I, and YouTube off. I deleted YouTube TikTok. I you love deleted it. TikTok? I did. Wow. Weeks ago, man. Even though you guys Good. post on there. Weeks ago. Yeah, someone, <laughs> yeah, someone, someone else does it. Yeah. You guys are so Shout out to Josh. Yeah. Thank you, Josh. Uh, yeah, Instagram, yeah. too, is good to get rid of Yeah. if you can manage, yeah. you know. No, I do a lot of networking on Instagram. Yeah, I do, mm-hmm. too. Okay, anyways. He said something like, <laughs> someone reached out, they were sad, yeah. and they were like, what do I do to fix my 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 sadness or whatever? And he's like, get a six-pack, then come back to me. Oh, so, it was depression. So you know what I'm talking about. I do. I, I kind of agree with it. You agree it's that not if someone is sad... That they should get to the point of getting a six pack and then the if their sadness has not yet been fixed or at least not fixed, but like improved to some capacity, then you think. Here's, here's what I think. And I'll, I'll let you share this. Um, I think unless you have like a strong chemical imbalance, in which case, whatever you do is not going to fix it. Like going to the gym could only make such a big difference. Sure. I feel like a lot of people, not everybody, I, th- I think there are certainly cases where it's warranted for medication. But I think in, in a lot of cases, people are down. They're just not motivated. I think going to the gym, getting that six pack gives them one focus that all they have to do is do that one thing and, and having a goal that they hit is going to give them so much momentum to hit the next one and the next one. Then you get that you know, upward success, like mm-hmm. a success spiral. So I think that helps. So I'm glad that I don't sound crazy because I actually kind of agree with that to a certain amount as well because I was not taking care of my body at all. And I was in like one of the worst mental places of my entire life. Like I'm not working out. I'm not feeling good in my own skin. And then all of a sudden I start taking care of my nutrition and I start working out and all of those sadness and ailments and whatever, like they start not disappearing, but definitely becoming smaller and smaller to the point where like they're not even a big problem anymore. So it's kind of interesting. Like you take care of yourself, you know, you get a little bit of a six pack. I don't have a six pack at all, <laughs> but I feel good in my own skin. We know, Jack. I'm working out. We know. Uh, and it kind of like, it kind of helped it. Absolutely. I mean, we, the longest relationship you have is with your body. True. So if you're not, it's like a car. If you're, if you're not going to wash it or put the right gasoline in it, it's not going to function properly. Mm-hmm. If you don't get a tune up every now and then mm-hmm. I definitely think like what, whatever, I, I, I'm not going to agree with Andrew Tate on anything, mm-hmm. but like, <laughs> you know, I, I understand the perspective of if you're, if you're feeling mentally down, maybe taking care of the physical could help yeah. in that capacity for yeah. sure. And it's interesting cause it's not only just like feeling down, but also like motivation, feeling like mm-hmm. other random, obviously positive emotions. Like I was not feeling motivated at all. And I was trying so hard to force motivation on myself, but I couldn't feel motivated. But as soon as I fixed my like sleeping habits, my diet and my physical exercise problem, then all of a sudden motivation was easy to find. Yes. It's like, you can't necessarily attack all of these other like non-tangible things such as being motivated or inspired in life or excited, right? And happy all the time. You can't chase those things. I feel like you have to chase the root problem, which could sometimes be nutrition, diet, and like mm-hmm. water intake and exercise. And it also like releases chemicals in your brain mm-hmm. that 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 make you feel better and, um, you know, adrenaline, serotonin, all of those things are really good for your mental health too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've always found that I have more energy when I work out. Yeah, like not less. Really, Ironically, I, really, I feel like yeah. I was worried when, when I did this, uh, you know, training for Creator Clash that a lot of business stuff would get put on the back burner. And ironically, like literally like 30 things that we've been waiting on for a long time have just come through the pipeline. Mm-hmm. Because when I get home from training, I'm like, bam, bam, bam. I'm in the headspace of yeah. let's go. Yeah. And it's it's really interesting once you like turn up the heat in one area of your life, how everything else sort of 
rises to that too. I yeah. agree. When I had the most energy I've ever had in my entire life and motivation, well, not motivation, but probably energy was when I was running cross country competitively in high school and I was running like 12 miles at 9 a.m. on a Saturday and then obviously be tired from like, you know, 11 after the run till one. But then after one, I'd have so much energy yes. throughout the rest of the day. It's interesting. Uh, what does your husband think of all of this? Oh, he, I was like, I don't know if I should do this. And he's like, let's go. Right. We're going to wow. be amazing. He's extremely supportive. Um, but then, you know, a couple weeks in, I was like, you got to like, how do you actually feel about this? He's like, obviously I'm really freaking nervous for you, but yeah. I can't, I'm not going to say that you need to be in the headspace of let's go. Um, but he is the, oh my God, most supportive partner, creative collaborator, business partner of all time. I yeah. mean, he, he's the one I'm like, I get home. I'm like, okay, it's noon. I need to get on my computer. He's like, you need to go lay down for a half hour. Go. And it, it's, it's really amazing. But he is so excited. He's going to be there. Really? He's going to be ringside. Oh, he's ringside. Well, kind yeah. of like, because our production team is coming. Oh, to film video. got it. Okay. So he'll be with them. Like, sim like wherever the cameras are allowed. Got it. Not in the corner. Okay. He's got to be freaking out internally, though. Probably. Yeah. yeah. And he's he putting on a good mask. of yeah. just like, I, you know what? I'm good. I was watching Macy because yeah. I was sitting right next to her in the first creator oh, class. Gosh. And yeah. she, she was like like a chihuahua. You know how they like yeah. shake uncontrollably? That's literally how she was. Just like shaking. I would feel the same way. I feel the exact same way. I couldn't do it. Yeah. You know, they're not going to do this at creator class. Yeah. But like in, in pro fights when they cut to the families of the fighters. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be, I'd be a mess. Like You'd mentally, mess. mentally. Yeah. I'd be so, I'd be so worried. Jeez. Yeah. It's, huh. it's crazy. It's just like, like, cause you never, like I always go for like that worst case scenario. God forbid. Like any, if anything happens, it's like, I would just feel so bad and like, well, I just nervous and like I get, I just get anxious <laughs> for things like that. Like anything that involves like getting hurt or punched, like yeah. even for me, I was like, I don't want to get like, any sort of damage at all. It's like not worth it. Right. Yeah. And I felt like, honestly, it was a blessing in disguise that <sighs> first creator classroom mm -hmm. workout because I was, you know, six months before my wedding. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons why, even when I didn't have an opponent, we weren't going like full speed because Tony was like, if you don't get a fight, it's not worth it. And, mm -hmm. and your wedding is this year. So that makes sense. Black eye for the <laughs> you wedding. You want to have a, yeah. a, a good looking nose for the wedding pictures. Yeah. What was that like getting married and uh, you oh had a week God. to plan for the whole thing? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, what, the wedding stuff was was amazing. I, it was such a special experience. I'm so excited for you. And I, I feel like a lot of people approach what, like content creators approach weddings, like let's do 28 vlogs on the process and, you know, really get what we can out of it. And I was sort of like, I feel like everybody's done vlogs and, and whatnot. And so I wanted to do something that would actually like, if we're going to film it, let's elevate the process. So I had this crazy idea, like, what if we just plan the entire thing in one week, like clear our schedules, forget this whole, like after work, we're on the phone trying to figure things out when we're tired, like just, just take a week mm -hmm. and plan the whole thing. We lined up all the vendors and it was literally the best thing ever. Highly recommend to anybody getting married hmm. because Monday to Friday, it was done. And then the rest of the engagement, we were just like chilling. <laughs> it was so great. Hmm. Every decision was done. We knew exactly the budget for everything. Like we went right from picking the florals to picking the centerpieces. So it was all fresh in our heads. And it was But awesome. how far in advance did that week occur? 
Like a week occurred, and then when did you get married relative to that? Um, we filmed that, I want to say, in February or March of last year. And then we got married in October. So we'd been engaged. We got engaged right before the pandemic. And throughout the pandemic, we couldn't really do anything. And so we were waiting, like, for things to be... Uh, I guess, like available to us to mm. do so. Now, I'm just curious because obviously I'm totally ignorant to, you know, throwing a wedding. I don't want to be that guy, but I'm just curious. I see that look. How I mean, exactly hard... where this is <laughs> Because here's the thing. You pick a spot. You get a nice yeah. picnic area. Yeah. You call your friend that maybe is a part of a, of a band or something like that. Mm -hmm. They come along. Tell them some songs to play. You get a DJ, find one on Craigslist. You get a florist. A <laughs> I, I don't know. You get a florist, somebody that can supply flowers. Yeah. You call your local taco truck. Mm -hmm. They come if you want to serve tacos. If you don't, totally fine. I'm serving tacos. And then that's like, and then you send out the invitations. How could it be a Monday through Friday process? Like, what do those hours look like? Like, our vendors are oh, like, why does it take you? five days? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. If you're doing everything, if you're like, let's just say like you guys sit down to make your wedding website for your guests. Mm -hmm. There's a website? Yeah. You need a website for people to RSVP to and to collect their meal preferences and the <laughs> registry for people to buy you gifts if, if you want that. And uh, you, you, know, you need to have like, here are all the hotels and the recommendations and for all the people who are, you know, spending money to fly out to wherever um, collecting all that, just making the website. That's like a four hour process of going on, you know, that's the fair. knot or whatever, entering manually every single person's name, address, email, phone number, dietary restrictions, doing all like that's four hours. Mm -hmm. Then, you know, driving somewhere in LA to meet with a florist. That's two hours just to pick the flowers. Oh, you're like meeting them. Mm hmm. Okay. Well, to film it for sure. Oh, sure. sure and we sure. go, to, you go to the flower, flower shop and you're like, I like this tulip and I like that. Like that, driving all over the city, going to the place where you rent chairs, sitting in all the chairs, picking the chairs. It's time consuming. <laughs> wow. Okay. So you're sitting in the chairs. You know, it's like when people talk about wedding details, this is why people get stressed out. God. And I wanted to create an environment like, let's just only focus on this mm -hmm. and get it done. That makes sense. I think just as a person, I'm a lot less like, like, I don't have taste, you know? Mm. So I would just, I'd say to the, <laughs> and, and then and no other way to say it, but I'd call the florist and be like, okay, pick out the flowers good for a wedding. Call the chair people, really? pick out chairs that are good for the wedding. Well, yeah. it's, it's a very guy, it's a very guy you, thing to say. If you do that, they're going to be like, well, what do you want? I they're going to ask you questions. Let's go for comfy yet you funky. Just, you should just give them a, a, a budget. It's like, hey, I want to spend X amount. Just give me whatever mm -hmm. this will buy. Okay. But then the colors. Okay, so like let, let's say they pick the flowers. I just and say everything's like, white. Okay, everything's white. Yeah. Then you have to communicate to all the groomsmen, all the bridesmaids, your you know the, the wife like your outfit is impacted by that. If you care about those things, you don't have to. I personally would. You don't have to. I feel like my wife probably would. You know, so I'd leave that. Up. Really? <laughs> just but this is why take... a lot of women fear. I think a lot of the the yeah, weight I, of that. I think women grow up and they have this vision of like having this wedding and they think about it since they're a kid and yeah. they want they you want to live up to that. That yeah. was the opposite of me. Really, I could not care less. I was like, I just, you know, marriage. What is it? I don't know. Like, I just, I was, I'm, I've always been so career focused mm -hmm. that I just don't care. And I was like, what is the point? It's, it's so much money. Mm -hmm. It's so much time, and everyone gets stressed out, and it seems really stupid. Um, 
And ironically, Garrett was like, this is going to be such a special opportunity for us. Let's have fun. And sure, we'll make some videos about it and see if that helps cover the cost of it and everything. So, so how much did the wedding cost? <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to tell you how much it costs, but I can tell you, let's say it cost one gold coin. Via the content we created, we not only paid for that one gold coin, but made two more gold coins. Wow. So you paid for it three times over. Yeah. It was. That's smart. Is that, is that through sponsors or discounts yeah. on the wedding Both. because of, okay. Hmm. Okay. So Graham has this, uh, this idea. Okay. He wants to sell tickets to his wedding. What? To like a viewer or somebody who wants <laughs> oh, to attend the wedding. Oh, I thought even to your family. They're already flying out. Yeah, yeah. Um, just like to viewers. Yeah. So he wants to have like a, t- a viewer's table or something like that. I personally don't like the idea, but here's that's a, here's up to the thing. It's going to be the wedding cost got to be like 30 grand, 35K, like something like that, all in for everything. That's uh, your budget. Is what you're saying? No, gosh, the budget initially was like I wanted to do this for like fifteen, but very quickly we realized you can't do that. In my th- my thought, I can't make a profit from a wedding doing like sponsors or selling tickets <laughs> to it. I couldn't do that. If I were making videos about it with with a sponsor in the video, I could do it, but not like the yeah. wedding itself. I, I just wouldn't feel and right about monetizing that. Negotiate that like this is my wedding video. It's going to be <sighs> three times the cost of what it normally is. If you want it, if you want to be in my wedding, oh, video, I don't. Then, yeah. I don't want to monetize it though. It's 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 something sure. for me that it's not like an interest yeah. to like film it and have to think about like making a video on it. Absolutely, and that's um, why like we sponsored the and monetized two of the videos, but the, like the actual video of the wedding is like there's copywritten music. Like we were like, this is our yeah. thing. Yeah, you know? but my idea with tickets was to sell like really <laughs> expensive tickets, but just make that go towards charity. So it's oh, like, wow. if it's like 10K a ticket or something like that, because what we want to wow. do instead of gifts is, is have everybody donate to an animal shelter or like oh adopt an animal or something like that That's amazing. instead. Yeah. It'd be weird if it's like, hey guys, I want pots and pans and like, yeah. there's, no, there's yeah. nothing. It's just clutter I mean, at that I, point. I'm right there with you. Yeah. We're like, we, we don't, I don't know what we, you know, we're, I think, you know, all of us at this table are extremely privileged to be in a different position than I think many people getting mm-hmm. married are. So um, yeah, I love that idea. But it might be different if I could make a video about the wedding and then write it off as a business expense. Well, because, that's another reason, yeah. Because then I could be like, well, this is a production for YouTube, right. the channel. I will say and that then, is like, definitely a strategy uh, you know, employ. <laughs> yeah, because we could have like a, like a wedding wedding, you know, the marriage itself, but then like, hey, this, this is an event that we are hosting for a YouTube video. Everyone agrees to be on the YouTube video. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah. yeah. And then you like don't have to pay some videographer to make a wedding video. You just have Alex do it. <laughs> Yo, Alex, we need to post this. Imagine Alex, the three thirty deadline. We need to post. Man, I hate this I hate, video review process. I hate this thumbnail. The thumbnail should be like Macy, like running away from the wedding, and me like no! left at the altar, and be like, it went horribly no. wrong. Yeah. Would you wear like, yeah. a hat that just says yeah. public? On it while you're getting married, <laughs> flip it backwards when you're going for the kiss. No, no, you wouldn't do it. I mean, people do that. We didn't do anything. I was people like, do that. I mean, people have like elements of their weddings sponsored. For us, like we were like, no brand is going to touch the the. Yeah. Sure, it's it, about the wedding. It, yeah. Yes. But like, sure, if you want to pay premium for a mid roll in in this like wedding planning video, mm-hmm. 
Makes sense. Yeah. Right before the kiss occurs. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, I pronounce you husband and wife. That's so yeah. <laughs> Imagine this. I now yeah. pronounce you husband and wife right after we announce today's sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> oh I bet and then it's like, has What is it? Uh, Raid Shadow Legends. Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> You know, every happy marriage yeah. is, uh, you know, your guys are playing Raid Shadow yeah. Legends. <laughs> I mean, I, listen, you got to make your, your penny somewhere. And I don't yeah. knock anybody that does that. Not my personal way of approaching it. but No, I, I, I'm probably more on your side. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of options there. We got a Plenty. year, you yeah. know, so. Yeah, strategy. Hmm. Yeah. Lots, lots to think about. Mm -hmm. You said you hired a head of operations. Yes. So what exactly does that position look like? Yeah, so, I mean... Hiring the head of operations was like a huge process and decision for us, but it was actually inspired by Yes Theory. So Yes Theory, I, I just think that the way they have run their company and organization is really admirable and mm. something that I feel like we as creators occupy this unique space where, yes, we're talent, but we're also business owners and mm. running like a, a production company um, or a commercial company in a way. And so when you are represented by like, tr like a, like a traditional capacity where someone's taking a percentage of something to help you grow your career at a certain point, that number exceeds the cost of a full-time employee. And we were sort of at this like crossroads where it's like, we want challenge accepted to develop into its own brand, clothing, activewear, and operate more like a production company. And so a head of operations for us was like a really exciting hire. And we actually, um, you know, someone that we know worked for Lorne Michaels, who created SNL. Um, hmm. um, created SNL? Yeah. And like oh. all of the ancillary films wow. from SNL properties. Um, so he, he worked at his production company and we somehow convinced him to join our team as our head of ops, um, which was a crazy process, by the way. Um, but basically what a head of ops does is like oversee the operational aspect of the business. So like, um, how to, like there's like a whole sheet of responsibilities he has, but they range from like scheduling our weekly meetings, making sure videos get out the door, uh, one-on-ones with all of our employees, uh, anything is like, like editing oversight as well. Or um, not in a creative capacity, but in like a, let's sit down with the editors and develop like sure. schedules for everything. So he like previously it was me sort of running and overseeing, mm -hmm. making sure everybody was hitting their mark and now it's him. And he's also, I'll be like, Hey, can you reach out to this brand to do this thing? Or oh, cool. let's, you know, rather than always going through like a, traditional ad agency type right. thing. We have an internal person who's thinking about that 24 you seven. You have an, and this guy will manage them or whatever, or. Yeah. He, he like oversees all of our brand deals. Cool. He like yeah. any client interaction is through him, That's really now, which is really nice. Huh? Yeah. So what kind yeah. of crazy challenges do you have coming up in the future? Do you have any mm, idea? What do we have coming up? Let me think. So boxing. And then after boxing, I think I told you guys about the Butler Academy last time. You did, it's yeah. finally coming. I can't that. wait for that one. It's been a long time in the making. Graham's gonna hire one of them. I would just be like churning these videos out. I like, know. Well, I mean, that's too it, long to wait it, for Butler Academy. It transparently yeah. is. It Jack, is. Jack, you and should take that Butler Academy. <laughs> I should take it. It would help Academy. you out a lot, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, part of part of the struggle for us was like hiring. Mm -hmm. Hiring was an incredibly long and arduous process. And now I feel like, okay, we've got two full-time long forms. We have Olivia doing short form, Nick, head of ops. It's, uh, 
new era is about to happen, which is really cool. exciting. And then after that, we have, I went to CSI Academy. So I solved a crime scene. Did you, like a real crime scene? Or yeah, like, yeah. Solve a crime scene. <laughs> what? I don't know. Dude, when you okay. say solve a crime scene, I'm like, it could be a real crime scene, <laughs> no. Jack. We, uh, I think we asked if we could do, like, when we were filming, we we're like, oh, if, if, uh, if, if something happens tonight, can we, like, go with you guys and film that? And they're like, absolutely not. Yeah. And obviously, we wouldn't. Just, you know, for uh, for the sake of the victims and the families and everything, it doesn't make any sense. Um, but so we did the mock crime scene. And then one of our friends went to Juilliard and he is like extremely good actor. Mm -hmm. He was actually on Dexter as oh, cool. like uh, the new season. Are you guys familiar with Dexter? I've uh, yeah, I've, I've, I've not seen the new season. Yeah. I love okay, the show. But you know how Dexter like finds criminals and kills yes. them himself. Mm -hmm. yeah. He is like one of the people and has like an arc as a villain and gets oh, stabbed cool. by Dexter. Can you share who it is? Yeah, his name is Steven Robertson. Okay. He's extremely talented. So, cool. so we called him and we're like, would you like be our bad guy? <laughs> so the last part of the video is me like with a detective partner interrogating him in character. It's crazy. Whoa. And we sat there for two hours because, you know, uh, like there was a coach there who like briefed him and they're like, this is your character. And mm. this is like only give them info when they really push you in this way. So it's a challenge for me. And also like, you know, he's acting his ass off being a crazy person in the chair is awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. You should do LAPD for a day. I did uh SDPD is one of our, okay. um, one of our, one of our videos, but, um, police Academy is crazy. Absolutely crazy. How does that compare to boxing? I would say that when I went to police academy, I was tased and pepper sprayed, mm -hmm. and I would never do either of those again. Which I would, I would rather, I would rather fight somebody. <laughs> Let me say this: again. What was worse, getting pepper sprayed or tasered? Pepper sprayed by a million miles, because when you get pepper sprayed, I hope no one watching this has ever experienced this. It lasts for forty-eight hours. Forty-eight hours. They don't tell you this. You think, oh, you just get pepper sprayed and then like wipe it and yeah. then it's gone. It activates in your eyes and then you start crying. Mm -hmm. Then it's in your tears and it burns your skin and goes down like your whole face. And then that lasts, I want to say an hour, like searing pain. Really? And then it starts to subside. But then when you shower, it reactivates in water. How? And then when you're showering, it goes down your body and burns a lot of other places further down your body. Yeah, it's oh, like I see them <laughs> just like drinking milk or pouring like milk on their face. Does that work at all or no? Um, I'm sure milk helps. I, I was not given milk when I went to the police academy. And it was, it, it's crazy. Is there nothing that neutralizes that? I feel like there's Probably like... milk. But again, they, they didn't they didn't have a... You How know, come no one's invented something that neutralizes that? Like you get pepper sprayed, sure. But there should be like... Like a serum or something that You're like right. spray it on top of it, and it's just like that. That's probably. I I wish I had that. Whatever yeah. it is, and I'm just curious because like, how are there no long term ramifications of like a searing pain on your eyeballs? I feel like that's just not what human bodies were made for. I'm sure people have had you know, you know, long term effects from this stuff. I I didn't, but it it, it was long. I thought it was going to be like a five minute ordeal, forty eight hours. <laughs> And I, I was like literally like crying in the shower. I was like, Jeez. oh my God, it just won't stop. It's so bad. 
Um, but getting tased is actually way better because when you're tased at police academy, it only lasts like five seconds. What does it feel like to be tased? <laughs> it feels like you are being electrocuted and riding a jackhammer at the same time, like on a construction site. Your whole body is violently shaking and all of your muscles are cramping. Does it hurt at all to, for those little prongs that go in your body? So for mine, I didn't actually get shot. They clipped it onto me. That's much better. Before. Onto your skin? Yeah. Uh, no, onto my clothes. Okay. Yeah. But then the current goes between the two prongs. Right. Wow. So everything in between, I think it was like my shoulder and my calf. Yeah. Like literally, I'm like, like you, it's, it's, it's a, um, extremely violent sensation. Right. But the immediate pain of when you're actually being tased mm -hmm. is more intense than the most intense part of pepper spray. But the pepper spray is a problem because it lasts longer. Hmm. Yeah. Pepper spray is a problem because it lasts longer. If pepper spray only lasted 10 seconds, like what I experienced when I was, uh, voluntarily tased, um, I, I guess I would have done that instead, but, uh, getting tased in that moment is, is extremely Your mind scary. probably just goes blank. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 uh, like you hear them count down and then it just throws you back and you're just shaking and all your muscles are cramping and it's like extremely painful. But when they stop, you fall to the ground and obviously like you're in shock afterwards, mm -hmm. but physically it's over when it's over. Do you have any other like random phobias or trivial fears? Like I'm scared of getting my blood drawn. Do you have anything like that? <laughs> you know, when I had to get my blood drawn for Creator Clash, oh, I was yeah, sitting in the too. chair and I was shaking like a chihuahua. Oh You're my God. You're scared? Terrified. Well, I just, I just don't like, I don't know. I, 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 does anybody like getting their blood drawn? People I, some people just don't mind it. it. Yeah. Yeah. But I, it was okay. I can't I stand like it. it. Yeah. I'm not a fan of that. I don't like heights. I don't like hmm. heights, but I like I've skydived and stuff. And how was that? I feel like terrifying. What I've heard from people that are scared of heights that have skydove, if that's past tense, skydove is when you <laughs> jump out. It's such a surreal experience. It's not like hanging over like the glass railing at like the mall, the second story of the mall. Like mm -hmm. that's different because it's actually a feasible height. But when you're jumping out of a plane, your mind just cannot comprehend it. So it's not even like fear which is what you're feeling, it's something completely different, like an out-of-body, out-of-mind experience. It is because the view is the same when you're in a plane. I've, I'm a person who feels safe in planes. I don't, I don't get plane anxiety, but when I look out, I don't think I'm going to fall there. Mm. So when you're in the plane going up to skydive, yeah, it's really freaky stepping off. But once you're in the initial free fall, it's like, this is the view I have out of plane. Maybe that's not the right way, but like, whereas... When you're standing on a cliff or like over the railing at the mall, you can see the bottom it's more feasible. clearly. You can, yeah, yeah, you can relate. And I feel like bungee jumping is 50 times scarier. Oh my God, I'm never going to do that. You know what I mean? Never going to do that. Whereas yeah. skydiving, you Also can't. just getting like whipped like that. Yeah. I'm not, yeah. I'm not into that. Yeah. What's the initial feeling like when you're jumping out of a plane? Like your stomach it's just go. Pretty much. Yeah. And I, and you, it's like you're screaming, but nothing's impacted. Like if I were to scream in this room, we'd hear the volume, it would echo off the walls. But when you scream falling out of a plane, you can't even hear yourself. So you feel completely powerless. 
I have no desire to do that. <laughs> oh, come on, oh, yeah. Let's go. The, the highest I've ever jumped was oh a buddy God. had a roof like this, mm-hmm. and then it had a pool. And you I jumped, jumped from I, there. I jumped from That's the roof way to the pool. To me than really? I oh, didn't. Yeah. I didn't think so at all. But I remember the feeling of just like your stomach just goes. Yeah. But then it lasted longer than I felt like it should have. Yeah. You know, like a roller coaster kind of goes away. This was like still falling, and I'd imagine that to feel somewhat the same way. It actually really hurt to hit the water. I bet. I, I was That's not expecting tall. that. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm not expecting that. Hmm. We should go skydiving yeah. in Vegas. Would never. Yeah. I've, yeah. No, you All guys. Three of us. No. Yes. I won't do yeah. it. Come on. Let's I, do it. I would not. This would be a great experience. I have no desire to. Mm-hmm. No desire. So, what do you say to someone like Graham, right, <sighs> where you are very comfortable being uncomfortable? Graham is extremely <laughs> uncomfortable. To get uncomfortable. What would you say to him? Do you think it's fine for him to live this life? <laughs> Do you think it's okay? In comfort, right? Not venturing out of his uh, box. What, what would what Andrew you, Tate say? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 have no, I have no idea what he, he, would, he would probably say sign up for his course or whatever, <laughs> which is also probably a waste of money. But, um, you know, if, if you were scared to go skydiving, I would call Jack and say, buy the tickets, let's all go. And you probably have Graham's credit card and then Graham no. would be like, the investment's I been made. I don't have Graham's credit card, but <laughs> I this probably should not. Um, so you, um, what would you say to Graham? Do you think it's, you know? I think it's fair to be scared mm-hmm. of skydiving. I, I am scared of it. But if it's something where you're like, I want to do this before I die, you just got to sign up. Like I don't. Okay, well then don't yeah, do I it. I don't want to do it. You shouldn't that. feel yeah. pressure ever yeah, to do no, something that you don't see finds value. Yeah. I'd rather go to Japan between the two. I know that sounds so like, but I want to. I want to go to Japan. Why, 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 why Japan? <laughs> <laughs> I really, why, why, I've always wanted. I'm saying if you like something to do before you die, I want to go to Japan. Okay, like, that okay. would mean that would mean way more. Yeah, not not tomorrow, but why not tomorrow? When is your next vacation? Do you vacation? Well, Tampa. That's not a vacation. That's you are clash. the entire time. No, I'm not. You were literally making That's a vacation. It's a vacation. A video for me. It's a there. vacation for me. So, this is a fun little exercise. <laughs> I think about this quite often. So everybody, like they look at Graham, they look at Gary Vee, they look at certain people like that. Like, you grind, you put yourself through challenges every yeah, single here day. We go, Jack. Right? It's a 24-7 gig. <laughs> stuff like that. And people see that as extremely challenging and uncomfortable, right? To work at such lengths, mm-hmm. right? Every single day. For Graham, it's not challenging at all. For Graham, it would be challenging to do the opposite because this is now what has become easy for him. This is his preferable life, right? So that's what I think. And I think for Graham, even for you, after putting yourself through so many different challenge acceptances, you probably have like this very high standard of like the next one. Wouldn't it be extremely uncomfortable and challenging for you to do something exa- like on the other end of the spectrum for the same like, way that it would be uncomfortable <laughs> for, yeah, maybe something like that. In the same way that for Graham, it would be extremely uncomfortable to like lounge for a day. You know what I mean? Mm. You could do a video eating McDonald's, Burger King, and doing nothing but watching TV like, for a week. How challenging would That's that be actually, for you yeah. <laughs> compared to all the other challenges? Yeah. That, challenges would, that would be really challenging for yeah. me because I don't, and I think in the same way that I think skydiving would be challenging for you is because I think both of us in these unique situations don't see a benefit mm-hmm. in the outcome. Right. Yeah. I yeah. agree with that. Yeah. Tampa's a vacation for you? It is. I can't. Yeah. Like, are you going to at least, like, I don't know, go to Disney World, like, drive over or something? No. No, we were there last year. Okay. Yeah, there's nothing. It's, you go to Disneyland here. It's, like, the same thing. That's true. <laughs> it's the same That's thing. True. Yeah. Oh, we are going to be staying, by the way, with uh, Ben Mala for two days. Really? Yeah, really. Oh, that's nice. 
That's cool. Is, are they in uh, Tampa or? He's in Clearwater. Oh. Yeah. So I'm doing a, I'm doing a, a video That's with Ben. That's a vacation. A four year update video with wow. Ben Mallow. Yeah. I love Clearwater. Oh, and he's going to give his old clothes to Alex. Oh, that'll be exciting. Ben is this, yep. if, in case you Have don't know, you, he's a real yeah. estate mogul guy. He's oh, yeah. like, he looks like an Italian mob boss from oh, the my 50s. God. He's huge, both in height and in size. Yeah. And he chain smokes cigarettes, but he's a total boss. Like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So Clearwater. Clearwater. Real estate there is pretty nice. Some of it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's not well, as expensive. I mean, the thing is, I, mean. I compare it to LA, and so everything there is like, wow, everything is like half off. But uh, it is nice to be on the water. Oh, my God. It's cool. So he's right on the water. He's right on the water. Oh. He's got this, like, $20 million house that takes up three lots, and the home has got to be, like, 20,000 square feet. a lazy river. He's got a lazy river that goes backyard. through his backyard. Wow. It is massive, and it's right and on the yeah, water. So he's a, a river and an ocean. He's, he's got a river and an ocean. All the different water. Yeah. Oh, and he also has a bowling alley. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, that place is, it's literally an idyllic town. It's mm-hmm. where the Truman Show was shot, so. Is it? I think so, I yeah. Clearwater and uh, Wow, that would be interesting. Over there. But yeah, they filmed it. Hmm. I'm pretty sure. That's cool. That was a great, that was a great movie. Yeah. Yeah, and guess who did um, some of the music, Jack? Oh, your man. Philip Glass. Oh. oh. <laughs> who are you thinking? <laughs> my man. Who else your is my man? man? Danny Elfman. No, no. Oh. Philip Glass. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so how long are you going to be in Florida then? Uh, a week? Uh, six days, five days. Okay, yeah. I get there on Wednesday, come back, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that it. next week, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. So do you have any questions for me? Or Ooh. Creator Clash or anything, really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, what's your advice to me ahead of Creator Clash? Yeah, uh, I would say it's the mental aspect. I didn't treat myself that well. Like mentally, I was just like, tune it out. Don't talk about it. Don't think about it. Like just get it over with. And I don't think that was the best mindset to have. Mm. I was so anxious that like the entire day, I was just like, yes, it's finally going to be over. I was uh, more focused about just getting through it than I was about like doing well, I feel. So looking back, I'd focus a lot more on doing well. Yeah. Wow. I just wanted it to be over. Like I was so relieved afterwards. I'm like, finally. I think I'll be relieved. Yeah. I think, I think we all, I think we all will be. (laughs) Yeah. But it's a different experience than what you would expect. I think just like the crowd, but then again, like you're listening to the crowd cheering and stuff like that. But like, it's seeing it, like walking to that room, seeing all the people. Uh, and then I, I felt self-conscious knowing that so many people were watching me and like everything I do, like someone was going to see it yeah, and it's being filmed. Yeah, going to replay and be like, oh, yeah. this was this. And that exactly. Was uh, and then I went into thinking like if I throw more punches, then I might have an advantage, but I just tired myself out way mm. too fast. Wow. So conserving energy. Yes. Yeah, so you almost want to be a little bit more conservative in the beginning. Um just, I guess, feel out your opponent a little bit more versus me just like going yeah. in. I'm like, I got to do this because if I throw more punches, like I'm not going to get hit. I hope that I have that opportunity too because I, you know, I would love for the first round to be like feeling it out, but yeah. I have a feeling it'll be she wants an early knockout. It could be. Uh, the other thing, just make sure to keep your hands up. I thought, oh, yeah. the same, I thought the same thing. I was like, everyone's putting their hands down. Why are they doing that? Yeah. Like, cause again, you forget everything. Oh my God. Uh, but the most important for me was like the right hand. I'd put my right hand down or when I would do a jab, like I would naturally jab right hand down. Mm-hmm. It's just like an instinctual sort it's of thing. Crazy but you always how when gotta, you're like, watching, it's yeah. so easy to be like, 
why didn't I do this? Or why didn't this boxer do that thing? Yeah. And then when you're in there. Yeah. Oh, oh I'm also going to say it does not help to watch the fights before. I think I would have done. <sighs> I think like in your, when you're in the waiting room. Yeah, yeah I think I would have done much better if it were just I had no idea what's going on. So I think I would have done better. Was watching the fights before that in, freaked you out? More? It did. It just stressed mm. me out. Yeah, because I saw everyone that was going out was coming back and like they all had an injury and I'm like, what's my energy going to be like? Oh, and so that's an awful headspace. Uh, and like, for you the, know, for yeah, in the moment, like obviously now looking back, like, no one was seriously injured and like everyone recovered. Um, but just watching that, I think it stressed me out even more. And I just got in my head yeah. about it. Definitely it. like evokes um like in gladiator movies. That's how I felt. When people are waiting to go like fight a lion or whatever yeah. and then they bring the body back of the person before and you're just like, Yeah, oh in my front God. of everybody. Yeah, that's how it felt to in me. The yeah, because yeah. everyone you'd see them come back and like uh I, f I forget the one guy's name, but like he had a broken nose and I was yeah. just like, Oh man, that's nuts. Fuck. Oh my god. Yeah, because yeah. um Haley, who fought last year. Yeah. Um, she and I train at the same gym. And oh, so cool. one of the, the wonderful things about this extremely abbreviated fight camp has been I've gotten to train and spar with her, which has been oh, such a wonderful experience. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. But, um, you know, we'll be, you know, one of us will go first and the other will go second. And, oh, my God, I I am um, like, I feel like we have a unique bond, the two of us. Oh, for now. sure. And we, we, we share some of our, we each have different coaches, but then we share some as well. Mm. And so I... I really hope that, you know, whether it's me going first or her going, that we can feed off of each other and support each other rather than be like, oh, my mm -hmm. God, you've got a broken nose. Now I got to go like that. Yeah. That's freaky. Ooh. Exactly. So if you could just avoid watching, I think that would help. Do they have like TVs they backstage? Did, they, they did in mine. <laughs> yeah. And of course, everyone is huddled around the TV. It's, it's hard, like, because you hear it. And, and you so could also you hear it on the TV and then you hear, you the, hear crowd. the crowd because oh. your room, at least my room was like 60 feet away from the entrance of the, for the walkout for the walkout. And yeah. so it's like, you just walk down the hallway, turn right and you're there. And so we were kind of going in and out. You can kind of peer out and see like what's yeah. going on there. But yeah. like, and it's weird with the delay too, because you would hear that like a few seconds before you would see it on the screen. So it's like you hear a thing and you're like, what just happened? You see it on the screen. Oh my God. Yeah. So if you can, it might just hype yourself up to like put on like mm -hmm. music or like AirPods, tune yeah. it out, be by yourself. Yeah. Um, but then again, in the guy's locker room, there were like 20 people in there. Uh, they're going to be like three in mine. For you guys. It's yeah. Be it's Haley and. It's going to be a oh, lot actually more. easier. A lot. A lot of. There are a few other female fights. So it'll be like five of us, I guess, in each locker room. Yeah. So it might be a little bit easier than, than Oscar, like 20 people in there. And then every fighter had like two to three people with them. So that's how we got like such a big group. People were all like, you know, doing their warm ups and stuff like that. Wow. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. So if you could God. just headphones in, just zone out, meditate, just visualize it. I think that'll go a long yeah, way. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh. I, I'm like getting butterflies just thinking about it right now that's crazy i'm getting butterflies like remembering this, <laughs> this stuff that's why I'll, I'll never do it again yeah i'm it's glad a good you'll experience. be there though i feel oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah i'll be like, there you're a, a friendly familiar face so i can be like Grim. yeah and you'll be like get it together see I, i'm gonna be doing that video if they allow me in your locker room i have a feeling they won't 
But if they do, I would love to get your take like before all of this or like. <laughs> You're going to see me vomiting in a trash can. <laughs> I'm just oh, kidding. The, the one thing I will say, Michael Reeves said the issue and kind of so did I. I uh, was very nervous and my mouth was getting very dry beforehand. So I was drinking water and I had the sensation of having to go pee. Once oh they wrap, God. once they wrap your gloves, I've heard of this, and you can't do anything. Yeah, and so Michael <laughs> like was pants. talking about, yeah, he had his trainer pull down his pants for him. That's gonna while be while he went to the bathroom. Yeah. So for me, I think it was more of a mental thing because I, once I knew like those gloves are wrapped, you have like thirty minutes, and and you want to be like on your game. And it's like if you feel like you have to go to the bathroom, like it's gonna throw you off. And I was like, oh crap! Now I like yeah. this is gonna throw me off. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about? Yeah, we'll just uh, wrap it up with something light. Um, what do you think is the meaning of life? <laughs> oh, oh some light, some light <laughs> discussions. Some, light, yeah. Yeah. some easy questions. I think the meaning of life is different for everybody. I guess for me, it's similar to how I'm approaching this boxing match, where I don't ever want like days or a month or a year of my life to go by where I feel like I could have. I could have made it more of what I wanted. Mm -hmm. So not necessarily like, like the idea of, I, I wish I could have done more, but I think for me, it's like, is everything I'm doing in every day and every moment fulfilling and exciting? Cause at the end of this, I mean, we're all going to die and nothing, nothing after that matters to me as a, as an individual. What do they call it? The, uh, the age old adage where it's like, if you're on your deathbed, you want to look back and, and be happy with, with all of the decisions that you're, that you said yes yeah, to something rather absolutely. than displeased that you said yeah. no to something. Absolutely. Yeah. I cool. just really want to like have a, a rich and exciting life of all of whatever life has to offer. Fair. How do you one up this? Do you know what's the next? Boxing? Yeah. Do you know what's <laughs> next after? I mean, we, we definitely have like a lot of fantastic videos coming after this. And this is going to be the longest video. I mean, this is over a year of footage, yeah. which is crazy. Um, I don't know exactly at this point, like what the next like massive project will be. But I mean, I've also learned like some of the, the best performing and most impactful videos we make don't have to take a year to make. They can be <laughs> shot in a day. So yeah. I'm really open to whatever. You should honestly. be a race car driver. Do F1. I want to do that. Yeah. And I also want to do pit crew. Ooh. Because be they have these facilities where pit crew are trained and they like practice like throwing the tires and, mm. you know, all that. Yeah. <laughs> I would do both of those. I think that would be so cool. Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about? I guess I just want to say, yeah. future me, I hope you're a winner. <laughs> oh, I love it. Let's I want to shout out yeah. Eric Carrot from Try Carrot for letting yes. us use Yes, oh, Eric, Leo thank you so much. Spot. Eric Carrot. forget to shoot him. <laughs> To shoot him out? We shot him out. We shot him out. We shot him out. Thanks, Eric. We only shoot him out here. best, man. Thank, Thank you, you, Michelle, Eric. for coming Thank here you. on the Ice Coffee Hour. All of your links will be left down below yeah. in the description. Thank if you, you. want to shout anything out, if you want to shoot anything out, go ahead. What do you want to shoot out? You can, you can shoot me out by subscribing to my YouTube channel. <laughs> there we go. Cool. So, uh, with that. that said, you guys, thank you so much for watching. Links down below in the description. Feel free to check them out. And until next time. Cool. That's Yay. fantastic. Lovely.